Hello and welcome to another episode of Metal Vice, a podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, the things we care about, which is metal music and live music. I'm your host, Brian, and I'm joined by my other host, Karen. What are we going to talk today about, Karen? We are going to talk about Bloodywood. Yeah, so Bloodywood. Um, this was their Nine Inch Nons tour. It was October 3rd, 2022 at Beat Kitchen in Chicago. Um, the opener was A Killer's Confession, and we paid $20 a ticket for this for this show. Not bad. Not no bad fees. at all. No fees. It was all through like some like their ticketing thing on website, like Eventbrite but not Eventbrite type thing. Yeah. I found out about this band with the Pit like daily newsletter they send out. They had an article that came out one day, and it was like, Bloody Woods' first U.S. tour is going to be coming up this fall. Anybody who can should check them out, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, just stuff like that. And so I clicked on it. The headline was like, you know, I don't usually click on the headlines unless something super interested, then I'll go in and read it. And yeah, I had never heard of this band. It was an Indian folk new metal band. It's, I think, how it was described. So I started listening to it before you got home from work that day. I think I had it on. I think we had like a Cubs game or something we were going to, so you weren't like in the best of moods. Um, but you listened to it a little bit. Don't think you really listened that well. You just sort of like, all right, whatever, let's go. I don't remember that day at all. The next day or a couple days later, we were driving. I think we were going to Milwaukee for like Summerfest or something. And I put it on in the car. And you're like, who is this? And it's like, it's Bloodywood. It's that band I was telling you about the other day. And like, oh, they're, they're pretty good. I like this. And so we, we figured, what the fuck? It's 20 bucks a ticket. Let's go check it out type thing. And you have you listened to it much before going to the actual concert? No. Um, I think we listened that one time in the car. Well, obviously you played it for me before, but I don't remember. Um, and then... In that one time in the car, and then we were on our way back from Green Bay, and we listened to it again. It may have come up. The only other time I remember listening to it, like a lot, listening to them a lot, and by a lot I mean like more than two songs, right? Like maybe six songs while driving or something. Was we went to a friend's wedding, and she's Indian, so it was an Indian wedding, and then a Christian wedding, like an all-day wedding, and we were joking like if they have open requests we should put bloody wood on there and so we listened to a lot to like try to figure out what song we'd put on they didn't really have open requests they had their own dj doing his own thing um which was really cool to see like it was a good mixture of indian music and like indian pop and rap music and like current relevant not relevant but like current indian music being played alongside current western or american like hit music tracks and whatnot right so that was that was a really cool way of that they like melded those two together which we'll get into but i think this band does really well as well yeah but that's how i found out about them how we found out about this tour it seemed super interesting it was the like like i said it was the first um u.s tours we figured what the hell they're going to be in chicago um beat kitchen is it's not in Lakeview, I don't think. It's no yeah. longer. Is I, that still Lakeview? I think it's still Lakeview, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lakeview's really long. But it's Belmont Street, which we're very familiar with. And so we just take the, you know, we took the train up there. And then it was like a mile and a half walk. We walked because it was a nice night. Yeah. 
couple buses went by and we just kept walking. But yeah, it's just past Damon, so I don't know how long that is. But yeah, it's like halfway between the Belmont Red Line and Kumas, basically. I would say thereabout. So I was kind of excited going into this because of, you know, it was listening to them beforehand. It is like there's they they sing in Hindi um, as well as English, and it's sort of there's some rap components to it some really, really hard vocals to it as well. And also traditional, um, it, like where that's, that's where the folk aspect comes in, right? Like traditional instruments and traditional sounds that you, when you think of like Indian music. Yeah, like Bollywood music. Yeah, that's what you, you pick up on your ear and you, you run with that. So I was super intrigued. I've liked whatever we've listened to on Spotify and it's been a blast. I don't know what your thoughts were, what your anticipation was going in. No, I liked listening to them on Spotify, and I was very interested in how it was going to come together, what they would, what it would be like, how it would sound in person, um, just like how they would dress. Um, I guess foreign bands, I like to see what they bring of their culture versus just um, adhering to the Western American style. Jeans and t-shirt. Jeans and t-shirt, yeah, yeah. So it was very, like, and like you said, we had been to... Um, an Indian wedding earlier this year. Um, so we had a little bit more of that culture. We both work with um, people of India um, or Southeast Asia to like areas. Yeah. Yeah. So we both have a lot of coworkers that have this culture. So I think it was something um, that we've been more exposed to being here in Chicago versus back home in Iowa. Um, but yeah, just be able to see a different aspect of the culture and kind of meld together with the music taste that we like as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. We both work with, you know, people from this culture, from this background. Um, So we are a little bit more exposed to it or have been in the past, as well as we live in Chicago. And Chicago has a really large Indian population as well. So it's kind of hard sometimes to miss that culture like it's it's all over the place and for the best i would say 100 percent. oh yeah 100 percent. yeah um so yeah that was a really cool thing as well and i don't know like i, I also want that's what i meant by it's a really cool thing it's i wanted to see how they brought that in as well so during the show the first opener said hey this is the i think this was like the seventh stop on this u.s tour yeah with a couple festivals obviously well not obviously but i think the first yeah. show was aftershock no uh, uh, louder than life. Louder than life. aftershock's coming up right yeah yep um so i don't know if they're counting that as a stop on the tour i'm assuming they would but they did say this was the first show sold out show yes um here in chicago and a part of me is like i wonder if that is because of the large indian population here in chicago as well or the venue size so yeah let's get into that the venue um but i I don't want to take away from the large indian um, population but or the culture here but i think that might have something to play into it as well no 100 i think it's both aspects really yeah um yeah you're right the venue was small it was so we knew going in it was beach kitchen right or beat kitchen um I had been to a few shows at small venues like this that like are bar slash restaurants that have a designated 
viewing or like um, I don't want to say arena because it's not arena a venue like a designated area of the building for putting on shows putting on venues or yeah putting on shows like a concert hall yeah like well uh, yeah of their venue I mean, yeah. you could call it a concert hall yeah I guess or like a yeah, I don't know it's just like a back room yeah this particular one was uh, so I've been to um Bottom Lounge, which is a really big bar, really cool bar. They hold events. This is a two-story bar. Um, at the top, they have people rented out for weddings. They host events. They had like a, a beer event. It was the first time I went there. But then on the bottom, they have a huge back section that they use for um, shows, for concerts. And that's not large, but much larger than this, definitely. And it's really cool. I like that venue a lot. And then I've been to Shuba's, which is just a few blocks. I'm going to say south, but it's not south. No, it's east. Yeah, I was walking forward, so everything behind me was south. Because that's how my directions work. But in Shuba's, it was set up very similar to this, where you walk in and you're on the bar. And there's seats on one side of the bar and the bar on the other side, right? And then you walk straight back, and that's where the the concert area is going to be. Shuba's, though, had, like, they shared a bathroom with the building next to them, which was, like, a fancy restaurant, which kind of made us laugh because it's, here's all these kids showing up for a concert, and there's all these people in, like, nice clothes dressed up to, like, go out to dinner, and now they're going to hear, like, loud music and not be happy about that, was our thought. So I, I expected something very similar to Shuba's when we showed up, but it was a lot, lot smaller than I remember Shuba's being. I remember, so we walked in, went straight back. At um, Shuba's or at Beat here, Kitchen? Here, here, at okay. Beat Kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So at Beat Kitchen, we walked in. I mean, it wasn't a struggle to get in. There was a line of people but that was showing. Just be, yeah, that was just because you're showing your ID and um, getting your wristband. So it just took a little bit. And that, I don't know if you caught some of the conversation of the people, a couple in front of us, but it sounded like they either were trying to buy tickets to the show because they assumed it didn't sell out because nothing stuff might not sell out that often there or they had bought them but they bought them from a different website which was kind of a scam i don't know what version I think it's it was the latter because when i was standing there waiting to for you to get show your id and come in i heard them say like i don't know what website that was so i think it's the latter um i think he was the patron or the person the that, people, yeah. that bought the tickets was outside calling somebody to say like, hey, I need this website or like I need this email from this website. So I don't know if it was trying to contact the seller or if it was like a friend thing. I don't know. Yeah. And then it's like, well, because they also them, but it sold out. So like even if they wanted to buy tickets, they couldn't. Right. Yeah. So they couldn't purchase tickets on top of. Right. The. Either like, fake one or whatever. Even they if, bought. yeah, even if they got scammed, it's like, well, fuck, I guess we're out 20 bucks. Let's just get tickets. Like, you couldn't do that at that point. Right. And it was kind of weird where we ended up getting two emails one confirming that we had purchased our tickets, and another one with the tickets, which had a link to a different website, which is where you brought up the QR code to scan. Okay. So it was, it was a little bit confusing. Not confusing, but different than I'm usually used to, right? Usually okay. it's like the tickets are an attachment. Um, oh, so you don't get like a receipt and then... No, it's usually tickets. like 
I think when I did AXIS or whatever one that is, if you do like the mobile version, I think it's like an attachment underneath. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't look at those emails, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we walked in and it was similar to what I sort of outlined with Shubas, right? You had the bar on one side and you had booths on the other. And we walked straight back and through this like swinging door. It was like a, you know, like a kitchen door sort of. I remember it was like a regular door. I don't remember a swinging door. It, it was on one hinge and it just like swung back. You didn't have like a handle. Oh, you okay. just pushed it. That's but it looked like a regular door. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I mean, that's where I mean it was swinging. Okay. When I think of a swinging door, I think of like that rubber type door with like a window. And it wasn't that. Like a kitchen door. Like a. I guess it didn't have the. Yeah. It I mean, looked like a door. It looked like a door that wasn't ever locked. It just swung back and forth. Okay. Um, that doesn't matter. No. And then you walk in and right to your, like as soon as you walk in on your right hand side was the merch table, which is like one guy working with his cell phone, taking credit cards, like those little square things. And then straight ahead of you was the stage. And we showed up, doors opened, I think seven, we got there about 745-ish or so. Yeah, probably by the time we got over there. And there was seven thirty, seven forty-five. Yeah, and there was a large number of people already still, like already there. Oh yeah, and waiting. Yeah. Um, and we kind of made our way toward the front and found like a nice little comfortable spot to stand. Yep, there was an air conditioner vent right there. <laughs> <laughs> That'll come up later. <laughs> and do you remember what you said to me right when we got to that spot? It's small. And you were uncomfortable. I, think. I was at first. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable with how small it was. Because you were like, I can see both walls. Yeah. I think, so I'm, I don't like crowds in normal crowded areas, but like concerts, I'm okay. But in that situation, I felt very trapped. Like, because you have your one door, but then, I mean, it's like literally a wall, like right beside you and then a little bit to the other side. Like, I think our, this living room is like the size of the venue. Yeah, it might be. I was going to say it's probably 20 feet across maybe 30 but no more than 30 feet across no, it's very small like a normal width of like a house yeah um and it is kind of like in like chicago style houses like it's that kind of style where it's not very wide yeah like a chicago lot yeah. i don't know if people know what we're talking about but just a very narrow lot yeah where you put a narrow house and you build no up. yard you build up not out yep um, the other thing I remember walking in is looking behind me, there was another bar. Oh, I saw that when we left. And right in front of that is essentially where they built the sound stage mm -hmm. to do that. Going along that wall. So if you're looking at the stage, this would have been the left hand side. They had like those, um, cue rope things where you have the pillars and you take the, um, like that fabric, like the stretch, fabric stretch thing, thing, and you latch, latch it in. That way you can build lines and whatnot. Uh -huh. They had that going along the side, and they had people standing on one side of that. And I was like, really weird. Like, how did you? Is that like VIP? I don't like. It's kind oh, of weird, weird to have that a VIP. Weird. And then they had like boxes and shit all over there. They had like TV boxes. I'm like this is fucking weird, but whatever. I didn't see the TV boxes. Um, and, yeah, so we just stood there. 
and found our spot, kind of just hung out, got hot. It was still getting warm while we stand there. It was there. so hot. Yeah. Just standing like there stuffy. waiting. At first, waiting, it was just like that stuffy feeling where it's like, I need air movement. But it got worse. Yeah. And then eight o'clock rolls around. And then I, I swear to God, the ticket said eight the concert starts at eight. It did. Yeah. Eight o'clock. Nobody comes out. 8.05, nobody comes out. 8.10, nobody comes out. It definitely wasn't Bloodywood. There was a different logo up there. It was yeah. like this, a like an anarchy A almost, but... With a K in the middle. With a K in the middle also. Yeah. Um, on these two TV screens on the side. And I was like, all right, so you're probably in... Oh, this is probably an opener. I don't remember seeing anything about an opener, but I always assume there's going to be at least one opener. I'm, I guess I always assume there's going to be at least two openers. And yeah, nothing. So I always thought that there may be an opener because I saw like whatever I looked, I don't even know where I looked it up, but it was like bloody wood and then comma and then other words. And I didn't know if that was like the name of their album, but I didn't think it was. Um, but then I was like, maybe it's the tour, but then we saw like the nine inch nons earlier. So I didn't know, but yeah, I remember you also looked up for the show and you found like the name of something. You're like, well, this is like a jazz quartet or oh, something. Oh, right, right. That was listed the same night at the same venue. Right. Yeah. So we weren't sure like, is this going to be really big where they have two rooms? One room's going to be one. Is this the opener? And I was like, this is probably the opener. Like, yeah, but it's a jazz quartet. There's no way it's going to be a jazz quartet for a metal band as the opener. Nope. Yeah, not an Indian metal band at least. I mean, you don't know. Like, yeah, Romstein know. brought out two pianists to know. be their opener. So I know. It just didn't seem right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely uncommon, 100% yeah. uncommon. Well, and that one was listed as the um, band or whatever, and then, like, whatever it was, and then $0. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but it had, like, a 7 o'clock start time. I mean, we and we got there late. We did. So maybe but something played for 30 minutes. But that would be weird to, like, have somebody there for, like, And tear their shit down. Because we've minutes. got in, like it, I said, after 7.30. There's no way. And like, everything was set up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that was all about. And that was the other thing. Like, when we were standing there, you look up on stage. And if you can see the drum kits, you can tell how many bands there's going to be. Yeah. And there were two up here for this. Yeah. Unless it's an odd band that has two drummers, which they're out there. So, I yeah, mean, we just saw the Who and they had two drummers, but only one had a drum kit. That's I guess. true. They a had traditional like, drum kit, tradition like traditional metal and the traditional. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was a little after eight ten, maybe closer to eight fifteen. It was eight thirteen forty seven. <laughs> that. <laughs> I just happened to like look down and be like, "Are they gonna like start?" <laughs> See, and I thought the same thing. I was kind of getting a little pissed off because it's like you you never start right on time anyway. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to be standing here in this heat for 45 fucking minutes waiting for this, like, ego, like, I'm King Shoulda Fuck Mountain band, like, lead singer come out and be like, they'll wait for me, you know, like, an Axl Rose type ego on this person. It's like, fuck, like, shit happens, I get it, but, like, try to start on time. And... Then, yeah, right around whenever you said it was, 8, 13, 8, 14, whatever seconds, yeah. Um, along the opposite wall of where those boxes and shit were, you see, like, a security guy 
with, I think he had a flashlight. I can't remember if he did, but you heard him like, move out of the way, please move out of the way. Like telling people to make a hole. And then you see like three or four other guys walking with him along the wall. And one of them had like white face paint with these like black streaks on his eyes or whatnot. And it was like, oh, okay. So they're coming out now. They come up, they plug their shit in, they get settled. And then you see the lead singer turn around back to, I I assume it's the The sound guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, we were supposed to go on at 8.15. Because I think he was saying the same thing. Like, you guys are late. Yeah. And he's like, no, we were told 8.15. <laughs> so there's a miscommunication there. Also, doing this without Mike and just yelling back and yeah, forth over the crowd. Yeah, it's so small. It was. Like, like I yeah. don't need this mic. I can just sit here and yeah. yell if I want. Yeah. Um, But then they go on. I have no clue who the fuck this band is. Never heard of them. I don't know their logo. I don't know any of this music. But they were fucking awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, I assumed just, so I didn't see the guy with the face paint. I only saw the guitarist and the drummer come out. And just from the look of them, I was like, this is going to be like a garage, like a local garage band, which is cool. Whatever. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Um, And then, because the singer, I think, had already turned his back to... Um, start their play track or whatever. Yep, yep. And um, I don't know why I didn't look at the bassist, but it, I don't know. Um, at that point, I did it anyways. And so my mind immediately went to, oh, shit, this is going to be awesome for 30 minutes or 45 minutes of great music. Um, I mean, it's 20 bucks, so whatever. I, exactly. But that's what I was thinking is like, just from the size of the venue and just like, I mean, it's in the back of a bar. So I guess my mind just went to, eh, this might not be that good. But as soon as they started playing and um, he started singing, I was like, this is great. And I really, really enjoyed it. The He was the only one, the lead singer, in any sort of like makeup or right. whatnot. Everybody else right. was just in jeans and t-shirt yep. and just hanging out, right? Yep. His appearance was really cool i thought it yeah. was like solid white um black eyeshadow and black like essentially crosses over the eyes like starburst almost yep and then the black i don't know if you noticed but like the black uh gloves no oh, well he had black gloves contacts. on too but he had black contacts so yeah. it's just like a black blob yeah very and he's a bald guy and yeah. it's like oh this shit i like the look it's really cool yeah. um so that was awesome. And yeah, I I enjoyed all their music. Eventually they're like, we're a killer's confession. Oh, that's, I guess, one thing. Maybe we didn't talk about the openers, did we? The killer's confession. Maybe yeah, you we said did. that. Maybe yeah, did. yeah, you said that. Yeah. A killer's confession. Like, I didn't, I did not, I have never heard this band, didn't know who they were. And then he's like. You may recognize me. Yeah, that's right. I am Wayne. I think it's Wayne. Uh, Waylon. Waylon. Yeah. From Mushroom Head. And I was like, oh, shit, I know Mushroom Head. <laughs> and, yeah, like, it was it was awesome. So much energy. So when he first said that, I was like, is he really? <laughs> Are you sure? Like, is this just something he's saying? But sure enough. But you looked it up, yeah. I did in the Uber on the way home. 
but I don't know. It was fantastic, phenomenal scene, phenomenal music. Even in the small area, like, there was no echoey stuff. Yeah, the acoustics like, were really good. Yeah, the sound sounded really good for them probably setting it up themselves and everything. I don't I, know. It I was, was great. Yeah, I was shocked how good it sounded. I did not anticipate it sounding that good. I mean, you go to these big-ass arenas where you assume they spend fuck tons of money to make it sound good. And here it's somebody like, I oh, would need some, like, cork board or some sort of sound absorbing board to bolt to the goddamn ceiling and they yeah. just go out and spend a couple hundred bucks made it either, like it sounded great yeah yeah i mean yeah if you think about like the huge arenas so i'm gonna use ghost as an example because we recently saw them and it was at the rush center in green bay and like arena set up they had a huge sound stage like the whole back of the um floor was blocked off for the sound area and it sounded like shit. I mean, I get that for arenas also. It's a big open dead space. Yeah. So there's a yeah. lot to echo off of and to like try to pad down. But at the same time, these places probably have larger budgets to try to yeah. address some of that. Exactly. And exactly. I don't know. Like I, I was impressed with the sound of this place. Yeah, it was really good. And I don't know. We didn't go near the walls enough to like see if there's anything on the wall to dampen the sound or if it's just i don't think there was i didn't check the ceiling out that's where i, I would tell. imagine it being um but yeah it was sometimes like if you use like a certain t- like fabric or something on the walls oh, then I, it like keeps it yeah from it looked going. like it was brick to me if oh, i was remember it? right yeah. i don't remember yeah um, i kind of remember but that. yeah like the ceiling was black to me so i don't know if there was if it was black with like the sound stuff on it or not but it wasn't dark no. that's one thing i noticed with both performances. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So around the air ducts, like yep. we have the type of air ducts that's exposed as well in our apartment. Um. But around that, they had like pink lights, which was kind of cool. Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah. Like Christmas pink lights, and then um, right above where we were standing was I mean there was a couple of them, but there was like a just a light, um, like a floodlight type thing yeah i would get the sense that like i said there's a bar back there yeah so i i'm getting the sense on busy nights that is seating for the restaurant possibly um if there's no events obviously yeah so overflow or just for people to stand in a bar right to hang out in like a bar so maybe like standing things so i get the sense it's think of any bar with like overhead lights yeah that's what they are yeah like a floodlight type yeah i guess floodlights are more like on a garage but yeah. Like just a just a normal like hanging light. Yeah, hanging light, yeah. Yeah. Like industrial hanging light. Yeah. Yeah, but during the performance, like they dimmed it a little bit, I think. But it wasn't off. So you could it was definitely light enough. It wasn't like a normal concert where it's like almost dark and then all you have is stage lights. Yeah, so I don't know if they dimmed those at all or those always just stayed on as normal and there were additional lights that oh, got they turned came on. on. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting the sense of. Because okay. later at the end of the night bloody would want to do a photo or like it took five minutes to turn the lights on <laughs> i think they had to actually go to a switch i think so <laughs> and turn a switch on and it wasn't like a you know like finding the right one like yeah. when i said this one nope that turned off the the open light out front so we need a like that kind of thing <laughs> like going to the breaker board yeah and like, like did this do it <laughs> but then it got a lot brighter when they did that they did yeah but i, I think just those is... lights stayed dim those oh, might okay. always be like okay we're always on lights and yeah yeah so it was kind of a weird sensation because um, we're 
kind of used to be in a, um, like I said, like at arenas or venues where they turn off all the lights. It's almost pitch black except for the stage lights. Or like the bar lights. Or the bar lights, But still, yeah. it's a lot darker yeah. than this place was. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was kind of weird to, I mean, and maybe other places in on the floor it wasn't as bright. But, like, we, where we were standing, there was a light. But I, I didn't really look behind us, and we were pretty close to the stage, so... <clears throat> So I didn't look in front of us. All right. I, I didn't look behind us, <laughs> but, and I didn't notice in front of us because the stage lights. But. Right. I mean, it wasn't overly obnoxious because I know sometimes when there's like a light on either in a movie theater, wherever you're at, if you're at a, like any performance whatsoever and there's some sort of ambient light or light from some external, like other source than the stage or whatever the performance is, it can be very distracting. Yeah. Like your eyes directly go towards Right. That. Or it's just like, it's blaring this one. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get that sense here. It de- was definitely noticeable, but at the same time, it wasn't like I'm now like it wasn't obtrusive or anything. It was, right, right. And uh, maybe if we were standing behind it, that would be a little bit weirder too. Maybe then you have it, but um, yeah, I'm, I didn't mind it. It was just different. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Part of their stage setup had these two TV monitors off to the sides, and. The guitar player was on one, the bass player was in front of the other one. And they had like these really trippy, like, <laughs> kind of, I want to say Windows XP screensavers yeah. type thing going on, but they were better, but still the same concept of like this just weird imagery that was constantly going back yeah. and forth. And it kind of, sometimes it went with a song. Like, yeah. I know, I think they have a song called Dumb that I, I realized, um, but like, it was kind of like trippy, but it would like, say numb and then like go in oh numb not dumb numb i thought you said dumb no numb but it would like go in and out and every once in a while you could see the word numb on the screen there was one of them it was a black background and like this silver blob that like would rotate and change and whatnot i'm a i'm a big fan of archer which is on fx and it reminded me so much of how fx does their logos oh i didn't notice that one so i saw that it's like do you steal this from FX? But at the same time, it was it was still cool to see. Yeah. There was another one that um, we had recently went to Roger Waters, I think, and they have a scene that's almost the same, but it was like a war-torn village that's going through, and it's just like demolished buildings. Um, and I was like, that looks so familiar. And I feel like Roger Waters had a scene like that. Oh, really? Yeah. During one of their video things that they did. Oh, okay. Either Roger Waters or does Megadeth do that? Do they have like a war torn? They do. I think that might scene. be during Dystopia. Yeah, where it's maybe like that's what I'm thinking all of. All blown apart buildings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of, and not Roger Waters, but um, yeah, yeah, that it was sounds. I think it's more like Megadeth for yeah. sure. Yeah. From your face, I was like, I think I have that wrong. Let me <laughs> let me go back more concerts that we've seen this year and see where I got it from. But yeah, no, th- I think that was a good addition to um, their performance as well, is to have those TV screens with um, the scene on them at least. I mean, a lot of bands do it where like it's on a back screen or something that yep. they have that playing. But for this size of venue and this size of band, like... I mean, we talked about corn, right? And they had a unique approach to it where it was like that front screen that fell right. down. Yeah. I mean, similar concept, right? It's yeah. just additional visuals to go with the audio, to go with the performance, to make it a, a holistic performance. 
And yeah, I, I felt it all went well together. I thought the band was fucking awesome. Like they had so much energy, tiny ass stage, but bouncing around yes. so much energy. Yes. Yeah. And there's like a part where he comes out with like a megaphone to like sing. Yeah, he did into. that a couple times. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Like I never heard that. Um, at first I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to scream into this megaphone and then it's going to be like blaring. But it was more like a just quiet megaphone voice. And then, um, I mean, I don't know how to use a megaphone, so I don't know how to do that. But Yeah, I thought it was going to be very blaring and very obnoxious as well. But it didn't sound that bad, no, actually. Because, no. I mean, he put the microphone in front of the megaphone and yeah. like spoke into the mi- megaphone and then went to the microphone to yeah. amplify it. Yeah, it almost seemed like the megaphone was turned all the way down. Maybe. Um, yeah. That way it wasn't a blaring sound. But I know other bands have done stuff like that, and I don't. I guess I always get afraid of like the feedback of like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. And maybe it was turned down for that. I, I don't know. Also, I've never used a megaphone, so I don't know how they function and how that all works. But I did. I when he first brought it out, I was like, "Fuck, this is gonna I know. suck." <laughs> I know. I thought so too. But it worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Do the damn Instagram. He like did. us, follow us. But at the same yeah. time, you have to self-promote. Yeah. You do yeah. have to self-promote. As much as I hate it, like you yeah. have to do it. So I kind of had, so we mentioned that with, I think, Jairus Johnson earlier this year. Megadeth kind of did it at their concert. Yeah. Um, and then um, Killer, A Killer's Confession did it. Um, and the thing that I thought of was, for smaller bands that are up and coming, like Killer's Confession has been around since 2016. Yep. Um, but obviously they're playing smaller venues. They're still pretty small. They have not very many monthly listeners on Spotify, I noticed. You know, like, they, I think they only have one album out, um, full album, and they have singles as well. Um, I could be wrong about that. Maybe they have two now. I can't remember. But anyways, so they do need to do some somewhat of that, like, hey, give us a follow, you know, go check us out on the social media or whatever. Um, so I kind of get it. But then, like, Megadeth kind of doing it, I'm like, do you really need the comment? You no, know, but at the same time, it's use the tools, use the technology. It is, that, yeah. It's available to you. Yeah. Every like, every comment, I guess, is one more yeah. and I chip think- upward. But I think Megadeth use it, was like doing YouTube or something like that where you went and watched a video and then they wanted to comment. And I know with the algorithms, like the more comments you have, the more it puts it into the feeds or like if you just search like metal music or if you Oh, just, really? Yeah, like so it's, I mean, I don't obviously don't know everything about algorithms, but like the more comments you have, the more likes you have. Um, use Spotify, for example, like Killer's Confession said, go follow us on Spotify. It then puts that into like those playlists or like the, I don't know, like some of them on hmm, Spotify are like metal charge or whatever. Like it'll move that up if you have listeners and followers. I didn't realize it was following because that just seems very simple. Like if you're f- like. Like to buy followers? No, no. Because like, a lot of people do that. Well, I know that, but I mean like Spotify, for instance, right? Where it's, so we had Pandora before Spotify and we found that the algorithm it was really cool at first because, like, you learn about a bunch of new music when you just shuffle. And it's a great way to learn about new music. With Pandora, after, like, 
three days. Everything just repeated over yeah. and over. Yeah. Spotify was better. It was like after a month, things would finally start to repeat some. But even then, it was like very minimal repeats in terms of songs that were played, right? You'd hear the same band a lot, but not necessarily the same song. I always assumed it was tracking more of somebody who listened to Metallica, also listened to Megadeth, also listened to Slayer, and also listened to Anthrax, right? So somebody, like the big four. So then somebody who just plays Metallica over and over and over and over, and then like, I want to do something else. Put it on, or when it gets done listening to all of the Metallica, then it's like, well, they listen to Metallica, 90% of our other users listen to, and there's probably some of that, but if it's just simply following, somebody who follows this also follows this, so play that music, that seems very lazy. So I don't think it's all based on just, yeah. You follow this and this. I think it all works together in the yeah. algorithm of like, oh, well, this band has... So I follow somebody on Instagram who likes to promote um, death metal or death core bands that have less than like 100,000 listeners. So it's just a way also to get them more follows, more listens, get them out there. It's like, you know, if you follow them, then it shows people that, hey, they're interesting. Yeah. Or they have good music. Like, I follow them, so maybe you should, too. Yeah, I guess Something. I don't follow any bands. I think I followed, like, three bands, maybe, on Spotify. And I'm like, this is lame. This is boring. I don't want to do this. I know what I want to listen to. I don't need to follow a goddamn band. But I do want more newer bands. Yeah. So I, I need to find something like that where I can just dive into like those smaller less than a hundred thousand yeah i think if you follow them too on spotify you might get like a notification if they're touring near you oh really yeah because you know how spotify has those like yeah yeah upcoming dates or whatever i don't know i mean i don't have my notifications turned on but i don't know if you get like a pop-up or something but i think i know there might be something with there are some spotify spotify pre-sell dates or codes as well so if you want to get tickets for a particular act before that, like when the tickets go on sale, like the pre-sale, there's always usually like a Spotify code typically. So that's, that's like another advantage, I guess, potentially. So maybe I should start following more, but yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if, if you do get a notification or like something on the screen that says like this band's releasing an album or like, I wonder like, um, Slipknot just came out with that album. Like, if we were following them, I wonder if you would get, like, that popped up, like, when you open your app in the morning or whatever, like. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit that pops up for me, and I usually just delete it. Or oh, really? Do, I don't even read it. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I have nothing pop up. I don't give a shit Spotify. I just want music. Like, when I pull it up, especially if I'm walking or getting up in the morning, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to do goddamn shit. I just want to listen to music to get level set for the day, and... That's, I mean, growing up, right, driving to school, listening to Laser because I didn't have a, I didn't have a CD player or even a cassette player to do that, like janky ass, put the cassette in, hook it up to your CD player because somehow that works technology. Yeah, you hold the CD player in your hand. Well, no, you get one that actually works. You spend more than 10 bucks at Walmart, but. Not if you're me. <laughs> I just had, you know, Laser. And I just wanted to listen to music. And in the morning, it's a goddamn talk show. And it's like, motherfuckers. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I just need music because I'm about to go to school. 
and I can't deal with this shit right now. Yeah. I, I forgot those like morning talk shows on the radio. Give me some fucking music. God damn it. I bet all those people are unemployed now that we have Spotify. No, they're still there. They still do. Like we were back in Iowa earlier this year and I think they still do. They were promoting like their Monday drive to work like talk show bullshit. And it's like, I fucking hate this. Just play music. Let's six to nine in the morning. Three to six at night should be nothing but music. No <laughs> fucking talking. To let everybody get, get their whatever, either get ready for the morning or get home You're at night. going to school. You're going to work. I don't need to hear somebody fucking jibber jabber about goddamn bullshit. Even if it's stuff I care about. Like the morning talk shows are super fucking entertaining. I just don't want that. You want right to hear though. it at like nine o'clock at night. Right. I don't need that <laughs> this early in the morning. The best shift I guess would be like third shift after 10:30 when they actually play good music. Yes, yes it would because then <laughs> then you're getting like the heavy music and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to listen to late at night and not early in the morning when you're going to school. But getting back to the show. Oh yeah. He <laughs> he did mention like go on Instagram, follow us. Go on Spotify, follow like all the social media. He's like get your phones out. Y'all fucking have them. I know you do, which is Another good thing, right? There weren't many people taking photos or videos. No, there was I only like four or five I mean, in front of us anyways. Yeah, and we had ours out to do it from time to time. Yeah. But. Oh, I have nothing to kill her. It's a confession. I didn't take. There's not that fucking wall of like, here's my yeah, phone. And you're yeah. watching the person's in front of you phone instead of yours. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I did it for a little bit to get photos for the Instagram and whatnot. So for people behind me, I'm sorry. Like, that's I feel like you're bullshit. very. I don't know, like, I mean, I don't see you, but you're pretty respectful of it. Like, you just hold it up for, like, 10 seconds. I try to, yeah. And then, like, just snap as many photos as you can. Hopefully, we get one that we can use, and then you put it back in your pocket. But you're not recording an entire song holding it up in front of your head. Yeah. Like, I did record three small snips of Bloody Wood, like, 15 seconds, just to show my coworkers, because I talked about it a couple weeks ago that we were going and I, like, I did have to hold it up this time because, like, it was such a small room that there's not that um, area between the stage. So, But generally, I, like, hold it in front of me so that, like, if I want to take a video or want to record something, like, I hold it in front of me instead of above my head or, like, look into the screen because I'm, like, I don't want to be watching it through a screen. Yeah. So it, I don't want to watch it through your screen. Right. It's annoying. But he's like, it's it's 2022. I know you fuckers have phones. All of you motherfuckers do. Get them out. And I thought it was going to be like, we're going to mosh. We're going to do a wall of death, oh, which yeah. they did do both of those. Yeah, they, they did, did. Like, like, hey, who wants to mosh? Because if you don't want to mosh, get the fuck out of the way. And the yeah. next thing you know, the floor opens. Yeah. And there becomes this giant fucking pit. Yeah. Like almost the whole floor. Like three people back from the stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to do wall of death. Get back. And same thing. Like, I don't know. It was really fun. But I thought it was going to be something like that. Like, we we just saw um, Suicide Silence. Yeah. And they said the same thing, right? Where they're like, your grandma wants to know what you're doing. Take a photo. Like, take a video to show her what's up. Yeah, yeah. So I assumed it was something like that. It was that. either like participate or videotape this. Right. Yeah. So I assumed or it was videotape. Who has a videotape? Record this. Yeah. 
so I assumed it was the exact same thing going on yeah. here. Yeah. But no, it was go follow us. I did too. I was, I thought that he was going to do something of like, okay, now take a picture or, yeah. you know, like record something. Um, I didn't know it was going to be the follow thing. The follow thing didn't work for me at first because I had no signal. So I kept clicking it and it wasn't doing anything. But then he followed that up with, once you do follow us, I'm going to be back in the merch booth. Come by, show me you followed, and you get a free little gift. Yeah. And he was there all night. He was, yeah. Which is, small bands have to do that, right? You have to, you get a friend or something to work your merch booth when you're on stage. And then once you're off stage, you you go back and you 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 sell your shit and you meet your fans and it's, you do selfies, do whatever you need to. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. We didn't stop by and say hi or anything. We probably we should didn't, have. Yeah. But I said it in the Uber. I was like, oh man, I didn't stop and say anything. Or I, I think I said like I didn't stop and get my free, whatever. I, I think I saw somebody doing that and they pulled out like this bag full of like wristbands or like little those old like Live Strong oh, okay. plastic yeah. ones. Which is it's cool to get. Like it's a free little gift, right? Yeah, yeah. At the same time, it's like I don't I don't need that to like yeah, you show. Just, I, don't we have like an arch enemy one or something like? Yeah, you that's true. Just, like, put just it, add with, it with the collection. Yeah, like we just have all the random shit that we've gotten at concerts. Yeah. So you just put it with that, and. But I mean, I, th- I did think that was awesome that he's hanging out, yeah, meeting fans, yeah. talking to them, yeah. and. Like you were saying with the algorithms, getting that going, and like that's how new people find it. Also with following, like it's just people talking word of mouth. Like when I first got into metal, I I did do some like internet searches to find out what bands I might like to like get my core sense of what music I wanted. But then it was my core friend group also that's we're listening to this. Have you listened to this? We're checking this out and like going back and forth like you should check out this band. You should check out this band. And like you expand your horizons so much just yeah. by your friend base. Yeah. Well, not our current friend base. No, but I mean, the, the, yeah. I mean, that's still a way that's to expand your, yeah. yeah. We do this because nobody wants to listen to us talk about concerts. Yeah. I mean, my, my friend base is definitely not into metal, but yeah. they're into like EDM and other yeah. genres. So I do expand my music tastes and music elsewhere in other genres but definitely not metal like we did growing up yeah all my friends like rap yeah i mean and i'm not into that at all i've tried <laughs> i've tried i can't get into it but yeah that was i don't know that was a killer's confession yeah. they they fucking killed it it was awesome yeah. um so good all of it was great yeah so then I went and got my second beer. Super cheap beers. Free water. Yeah. You don't have to fucking pay for water. Yeah, that's awesome. Even though they were selling like a de- liquid death for like four bucks a can. Still super fucking cheap, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the water was in like a... It was a tap Kool- water. L- yeah, like a Kool-Aid container, but I didn't really care. No, I mean... It, it was, was cold. It was free cold ice water. Yeah. We should say, by this point, I was drenched. And I and we barely move around at concerts. Like we're not in the pit or anything. Were you sweating pretty good at this point? Not really. No. Oh, okay. I was a bit warm, but I wasn't sweating okay. by any means. 
I don't know why, like, even when we went to Lamb of God at our, um, Aragon. Aragon Ballroom, like, I was sweating. Like, yeah, and I wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's so weird that, like, I'm just, yeah, like, I, last night I was really, really warm all night, and I couldn't stop sweating. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I just feel like the temperature never went down. The there were there were moments when they opened the doors. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. Um, and then there was a couple of moments where you felt the air kick on and blow on you because we were under the vent. Um, but no, I I ended up getting a beer, bringing you back water because I assumed you would be hot and wanted water. Um, but the band was on stage tearing down mm-hmm. again. Small band, no roadie crew, small fucking venue. I don't know if we said this yet about the venue, but we were speculating how many people there were. And it's around this time that we saw like the max occupancy sign, which said 168. And we're guessing what around 150 tickets. I would say probably 150 because you got to take in what I would say is you have to take into account the road crew or, you know, like the sound engineers, the band, like if you're doing it per like the correct way. Because I think those are for like fire hazards or something like that. Like you would have to take into account like the bartenders, everybody that's there. There were no bartenders here, but yeah, definitely the like you said, the sound engineers, yeah. the bands, the merch table, the merch table, has yeah. a couple yeah. people, right? Yeah. Security. There was some security there. Yeah. So I mean, that leaves you if you sell 150 tickets, that's 18 people for all of that. Yeah. Which isn't unreasonable i guess that's a decent number especially yeah. for that yeah that amount of and you got to think like the band only four of them are inside the venue at a time for this band yes. for this band yeah. yeah yeah for a killer's confession yeah. yeah so i mean i could see it being a little less maybe like a 130 to 140 just to have more buffer for staff but at the same time i think 150 is a good solid round number for yeah i'm sure yeah tickets sold. yeah because you're not going to sell like 159 tickets that's just kind of weird yeah so, I mean, by far the smallest show we have ever been to. That we have been to, yes. Um, smallest was, venue we've ever been to. It was so fun. It I don't was. know. Like, it was so fun to be so intimate. And I even heard some people off to the side be like, I think they were talking about um, possibly a killer's confession. Because um, it seemed like one of the guys knew one of the guys, in, uh, the guitarist. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you noticed that interaction no, no. that they had. Um, but... They said, like, oh, this is probably the only time we're going to see them at a venue this size. Like, too small or too big? Like, too small. Oh, okay. Like, like they normally play larger venues. Yeah, like, or, you know, like, after they do this tour. Because I think A Killer's Confession came out with an album recently. Oh, did they? It's like, oh, once people hear them and, like, they start touring, then it's like, we're not going to see them in a venue like this. So they go up from this to like the Vic or. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're an opener for a little bit bigger. Not that bloody woods, not a big band, but just not in the U S really. Yeah. And not yet. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing too, right? Waylon came out and he's like, you guys are in for a fucking treat with bloody woods. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole point that I was trying to get to is by the time I came back with the liquids, and the band was tearing down. You see like three, two to three people on the stage right. So on the left, like on our left. 
and where that sound engineer was, where that rope sort of VIP section I thought was, and all those boxes, including, like I said, the TV boxes. Those TV stands that they had those little background visuals on were their own TVs, and they needed the boxes. So, like, all of that side stuff wasn't VIP. It was, we need this room to store our shit, the boxes and shit. <laughs> that the equipment goes on yeah, and then, you know, bring all that on stage, load it up and then get that out on the other side on like that back door thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just such a weird, I'm not used to like the bands are right next to the equipment. Right. So it just goes with the small venue aspect. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We just, I mean, other people, it seemed like that they had been to this location a lot to listen to performers. Um, Maybe they live around there. I don't know. But um, I wonder how other small, I mean, because there's a lot of small locations like this in Chicago. I just wonder how they have, like, if they have a back room type thing or if it's the same situation where you're uh, having to utilize some of the floor space to, like, store your equipment or how it is. Right. All that said, they got their stuff cleared off relatively quickly. Yeah, yeah, really quick. I thought Bloodywood would come on quicker. They it did take a while once all that got done for Bloodywood to come on. Um, and then same thing, the lights sort of dimmed, the house music sort of stopped, uh, and right along that right wall again, you see the security leading a group of guys toward the stage. They get to the stage and just stop for a little while. And then you hear somebody come over the intercom and they're like, Sutton, we regret to inform you, such and such can't be here. He is sick, deeply sick or something like that, deeply ill. That just means you all will have to sing his parts. And I was like, fuck, this is going to suck so much. Do you think that was real? I do. Yeah. I, I've i always thought, just listening to the music, that there are two vocalists. Oh, okay. Listening to the music without seeing them live, I always got this sense, like, in my head, just to, like, if I had to classify them, how I would put them in my head was, Bloody Wood is the Indian Lincoln Park. Yeah. Where you have two vocalists, one that's more heavy vocals, can sing, like just very deep, growly, heavy shit, and then one that's more rappy. Yeah. The more rappy vocalist, I think, is the one that was sick. Yeah, yeah. I see that now if you look at Wikipedia. They have um, uh, vocals and growls and then a rap vocals. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to pr- try to pronounce their names because... I'm so bad at pronunciation. <laughs> I need somebody to say it first and then I can say it. <laughs> so I was like, God damn it. This is going to suck so much. But then they take the stage and it didn't suck at all. No, no. The It was awesome. The vocals that was, the, the gentleman who was there or was not there for being ill, they had a backing track for yes. his parts. Yep. Yeah. That was a bit annoying. But all things considered, better than not having it. Yeah, and I think it was better. So we made a comment 
um, or I made a comment um, when we saw Jarvis Johnson with Corn that they had a backing track, and it that just annoyed me because I felt like it was like the backup vocals plus a bass, and I was just like, I don't, it didn't go well, and this went well, in my opinion. Like, it would have been better to have a, you know, physical person there, but I think it went well with, like, they made it work well. There were some instrumental parts, so I expected a lot more traditional oh, okay. Indian yeah, instruments. I know what you're talking about, yeah. And you get on stage, and it's your drummer, your bass, your guitar, and a, I'm assuming, like, a traditional Indian drum that's, like, to the side, and he's got two sticks that he's beating the ends with. Um, and that's all that came on stage at first. And they start playing. And then the vocalist comes on, the other vocalist comes on and sings. And the long haired standing drummer dude gets off stage because he's not on for all the songs. Yeah. Yeah. But there were a few parts in the songs where there was some more traditional sounding Indian instruments that I think came from that backing track. I think also. so too. Yeah. And that was a little disappointing, but also not that disappointing. Cause I kind of wanted a physical person playing that on an instrument. Yeah. But if you think about logistics of bringing all those instruments and oh. having all those people on tour with you to play all those instruments and on this tiny of a stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, as they get bigger, maybe they'll bring that yeah. in and it won't be as much of a backing track, but even, even though it was backing track, it wasn't super, super disappointing no, by any means. Right, right. It does make me wonder, though, if the vocalist had not been ill, if they would have even had that as the backing track or if that was just sort of, oh, we're going to play play this. That's interesting, yeah. I, I don't know, know how it like. works. Yeah. Like If they have the, like, the raw master and they can just play the one track of the yeah. vocals or if they had to like, just, shit, we have to get the CD and then pause it at the right moment. <laughs> Yeah, but um, the backing track um, was more of the traditional, like, Bollywood music that you hear. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know even more how to explain it because I don't know the instruments that they use. Yeah. But but that traditional drum that you, like, that's yeah. the drum you hear in, like, all their songs. Yep. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome to see this guy up there. Yeah. And they were wearing, I, I would... Most of them were wearing, I would assume, traditional, like, especially him, was, like, traditional Indian garb, what yeah. I would imagine being traditional. So, what I noticed, I mean, there was some tall people in front of me, so I couldn't really see the whole stage, but I noticed that, so he had the traditional, um, like, I don't want to call it a smock, but, um, like, with pants underneath, but then... Like, the, the longer shirt. The longer shirt, yeah, Down yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. your knees or so. Yeah, like, almost a dress length, but... Um, and it's like cut down the sides. Cut down the sides, yeah. Halfway yeah. up, yeah. We should do our research and know what these things are called. Yeah. But, um, and then the other males that were, or the other people that were standing had um, that style just on the bottom, but then they had like a t-shirt on. Yeah. Did I you think, notice that? I think the lead guitar had the top also. Yeah. Um, like the actual, it was, yeah, it was, a but it was like style. a darker. Yeah. Darker. And it had like belts and stuff on it. Yeah. It was yeah. a little bit different or like buttons and belts. And he was also the one that like played the flute for the he song, did. which was yeah. super yeah. fucking yeah. awesome. So I had a coworker cause I had mentioned that, um, well he asked if I played any instruments and I was like, oh, well not really, but I played the flute in high school. 
And then he was asking, like, oh, do you play this kind of flute or this kind of flute? And I'm like, I play the flute. I wasn't putting together that other cultures, like, if you see a flute in the U.S., everybody thinks of, like... The classical the, music flute. The classical music flute. And But now, after seeing this, I'm like, oh, that's probably what he was asking, like, because it's probably more traditional in India to play, like, the... Yeah, like, the, like yeah. Like yeah. the recorder-type flute. Yeah, where they don't really have, like, that wooden piece, right, where you... Or does your flute have? No, your flute, you just blow over. You blow across, yeah. 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 Oh, right, right. You're like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. And then theirs is more like a recorder or like a. It um, reminds you of a recorder type yeah, thing. Yeah, it reminds me. Yeah, it's not yeah. a recorder by any means, but just you play it in like kind of the front of you. Yeah. Um. And then the singer had a t-shirt on like any he did, metal yeah. singer. And then it was like but a, he had like the pants skirt thing oh did he yeah i didn't know that. Yeah. he definitely had a t-shirt with the sleeves cut off yes yeah and, like yeah. any metal band would yeah um, and i'm assuming the drummer did too i didn't get a good i can't remember the drummer that much um he had traditional clothes like oh, did he? like the other drummer yeah um like okay. the drummer that was stood up um a traditional smock on yeah yeah and i noticed him right away like i saw him come out earlier and i was like oh i bet he's well, I didn't know if he was part of the band or just part of the touring, but um, in my mind, he had, like, the nerdy look because he had, like, black glasses and, like... Oh, really? Yeah, like, beard and everything. I don't know. He just looked kind of nerdy for a metal drum player. But, yeah, like I said, I was super nervous once they said that the other vocalist wasn't going to be there, and I was like, fuck, this is going to suck. But... The other vocal who came out and growled, and he sung a lot of Hindi as well. Yes. Yep. So I think the, and not saying he doesn't speak English, because all of his interaction with the crowds were all in English. And oh, yeah. Very, very good English. Yeah, I think he speaks really well. I mean. But I always assumed it was like the rapper did the English part in rap, and then the growly was always like the Indian. So I'll have to go back and listen to their stuff and see if it goes back and forth. Yeah. But, I did listen to some today. Again, because I, I was like, oh, let me listen to it. I like to do that, like, after I see a band live the next day or, like, if we're away, like, on our way home or whatever. I like to listen to it to kind of be like, oh, yeah, like, I remember that part of the concert or I remember when this happened. And I think he sings most of it, um, the, both parts, the Hindi and the English parts. Oh, does he? Yep, and it flows so well back to, you know, like, back to back. Like, oh, it does. Like, it's like one sentence or however you write music but like one sentence in english and then the very next sentence is a line of hindi and then right back to english i think el nino does that really well also where they transition between english and spanish and i think that was my first exposure to a band mixing two languages and this is i think another band and they do it so fucking well yeah 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 and obviously we don't speak hindi so right we don't know what it was, Mocha? Mocha, yes. Yeah. One part at the end where he's, I think it was the encore song, uh, where yeah. they're like, we'll do an encore. But you have to sing. But you have to sing with us. Yeah. And he gets to the part where he's like, he sings it, he sings, a, he's like, all right, here's your part. And he sings a lot in Hindi really quick. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can't keep up with what you just fucking said. I don't like if you gave me a week, maybe I could learn this. <laughs> a week? I need like six months. Yeah. And then he's like, 
And now what's the next word? Crowd is silent. Nobody knows. <laughs> and then he's like, does anybody know the next word? And there's like one guy in the front who's like, oh, I know it. I know it. And he's like, oh, cool. And he gives him the mic. He's like, what's the next word? And the guy's like, on the spot, he's like, oh, I didn't expect you to do that. Like, he didn't say yeah, that. But yeah. in his mind, I'm assuming he's like. I think he said like, she knows more Hindi than I do. So in his mind, I think he's like, fuck, I didn't expect him to like yeah. call me out and give me the mic. So his response was, my wife knows more Hindi, or my wife knows Hindi better than I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then he ends up saying it, and he's like, that's right, it's mocha. Yeah. Well, no, I think he repeated exactly what the singer had just said. Oh, did he? Like the Hindi bit, he said super, super fast. And then he's like, well, no. <laughs> like, basically, like, that's what I just said, but, you know, it's yeah. mocha. <laughs> yeah. Because he was looking for, I think that was the whole joke, right? He's yeah. like, all right, now you need to sing. And he goes really fast and, like, knowing nobody yeah. knows what the fuck. Yeah. Or very little people yeah. in the crowd know. And it's like, it's mocha. Mocha is very simple. It's two syllables. We can all do this. And we, everybody sung it, uh, like, four or five times. Yeah. And then he gets into the song. But that was awesome. I don't know how we got down to that. But anywho, let's go back. And yeah, I don't know how the conversation got this down like this rabbit to the hole. Last, to the last song? Yeah, we jumped a lot but down this rabbit hole. But I mean... The English, how he speaks English very well. And then we were like yeah, going I, into, we yeah. don't speak Hindi. And then right, right. So, we said the one Hindi word. But I mean... Yeah, so I was, like, super nervous, and then he, like, when they said the other vocal's not going to be there, then he comes out and just fucking tears it apart, growling and just going ape shit. Like, it was a blast. Yeah. Um, Pits were having fun. The crowd was having a great time. The, uh, during both sets, the crowd yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Um, I like the pit in that situation because it's, like, pretty small, so it's, like, they're just ping-ponging, basically. Yeah, it um, is. But not, it was so much fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, because we were right on the edge again for, I don't know. I feel like we are, are always on the edge of the pit. But, like, they're just ping-ponging back and forth. Like, we're shoving them or, you know, I don't know. It was just fun. Yeah, it was a great time. Um, and the one complaint I had halfway through the set, of their set, was, fuck, you guys talk a lot. Like, he, he came out, like, almost after every song, he would come out and he'd do a little spiel. And they were good messages to speak. Like the first one was, hey, everybody has dreams. We have dreams. We started in New Delhi of this small band, just a group of friends. And our dream was to be rock stars. And we pursued that dream. We made many sacrifices to pursue this dream. We're not to that dream yet. We're one step closer. And the fact that you guys are here to see us is so grateful for us to know that we have some validation of what we're doing. Yeah. And it's very true, right? Like, if you have a dream, chase it. You're going to have to make sacrifices, but the end is worth it. And even the journey in and of itself is worth it. And I think that's the whole message there, right, is we haven't reached our goal, but this journey has been life-changing and amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, So that was one message, right? And then the next song comes on, he plays that. And then the next song was, we all have demons. We all suffer from depression. And it's like, God damn it, like, shut the fuck up please and sing but at the same time chase your dreams they're worth it you have depression everybody does we're in this together we're family like both of these things are like yes please talk about this we need to talk about this more we need to do this stuff more so i was i was torn personally oh, okay. of like of like i just want to hear music 
and not so much talking, but also like fucking love you talking. Keep talking. Don't stop talking. Like I was torn on like what I wanted at that moment. Yeah. I wasn't mad about the talking. I, I like to hear the other, you know, like all parts of it. And I think that they brought in some culture references and, you know, just, I thought it was good. So, I mean, like I said, for the first little bit, it annoyed me. But then at the same time, it was the same for both bands. It was such a small venue that he would, both people would drop their mics to the side of their hand and just yell back and forth to yeah. the crowd. And for Bloody Wood, after every song, somebody would yell, hydrate, hydrate. And he's like, oh shit, I forgot to drink water. So I don't know if... And they did that like four times and he still didn't drink water. But then he's like, oh, I'm going to go back. And then he'd drink the, take a swig yeah. of water and put it back. Um, and by the end of the night, he was... He was drenched as well in sweat. Like, yeah. just, he gave it his all. Yeah. He even made a joke. He was like, when a guy from India says it's hot, <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> Which, I have a lot of coworkers that say that, like, in the middle of August when I'm like, oh, it's so hot outside. And they're like, go to India. <laughs> I mean, I've worked with people, too, in the middle of July wearing winter coats. Yes. It's like, this is cold. And it's like, it's 100 fucking yes. degrees out. How do you mean this is cold? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's context, right? It is a context, yeah. I mean... It was just 90 degrees two weeks ago, and now it's 50, and I'm freezing. I mean, we went to we, we used to go down to Texas during Christmas to see my mom, yeah. and it was like 60, and we're walking around in shorts and t-shirt, yeah. like, this is fucking beautiful, and everybody else is like in winter coats, yeah. and like, <laughs> yeah. how are you doing? Yeah. So same concept. Yep, yep. Uh, but then he, he brought up some interesting stuff as well during his talks, right, of like we're broken, we're, we're injured, we're hurt, like, and I'm, I'm wondering if the hydrate thing, like, we don't follow them on social media, or we hadn't before this, so I don't know if, like, maybe there was an incident at a different show where they just, they went, they too, went too hard, hard. and, yeah, that's, yeah, that'd be interesting to kind of look like back, and dehydration see. or something, so maybe it was people who do follow them really closely know, like, hey, we love you, we love what you're doing, but take care of yourself, we yeah. don't need you to kill yourself for us. Yeah, yeah. Which might also be what happened to the other vocalists, right? Of like just going too hard type thing. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe it really is the flu or a combination of everything. But then they also brought up, we're they're like, we're not a big band. Like our tour bus isn't the standard bus that you think about. It's a it's a fifteen passenger van that we all just sleep in, sitting yep. up. Yeah, and they're like. We drove 12 hours from the last show last night to be here and just slept in, like... Sitting up position. Sitting up position, yeah. right. So, I mean, that's... That comes with the territory, I guess, of being a young band. But I'm so glad they came. It was... Oh, yeah. It was fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like, I think... I'm really getting um, more into... Or not more into, but I'm getting more interested in, like, these foreign bands, like... We saw The Who a few nights ago. We saw Bloody Wood. Like, just to see the traditional part of it, to see a band that we may never see again. Who knows? Hopefully they come to the U.S., but, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not traveling to India to see Bloody Wood. Probably not anytime Um, soon. Yeah, not anytime soon anyways. So, I don't know. Probably not going to Mongolia to see The Who, but, you know, like, it's cool to see these bands and to see in, like, such an intimate setting and everything is really cool 100 percent the intimacy like 
this, like I said, was by far the lowest, like the smallest venue we'd ever been to. But this was the most fun I have had at a concert really? in a very long time. Even with Lamb of God? Yes. Oh. I had more fun here than, I mean, this might have been the best concert of the year for me. Like, it was so much fun. The crowd was into it. The crowd was a blast. The music was awesome. The sound was awesome. That just, like, yelling back and forth. Like I said, like, somebody in the crowd would yell, hydrate, and his mic would be on the sands. Like, oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, let me go. Yeah, and yeah. then go back and grab, like, a bottle of water. Like, I don't know. It was it was a blast. I enjoyed it. And then, like, we were talking a little bit about the encore, right? They sort of all walked to that same corner they got off on, knowing they were going to come back for an encore song. Yeah, and people knew. I mean, granted, maybe people have seen them or, you know, like, followed them or whatever, but they knew what song were, they were going to play and everything. And I don't even know any other names of their songs. There's so. that Break the Camel Back song, yeah. which I would assume would have been the encore, but that was pretty early. That was early on, yeah. And I think, yeah, I don't know. That was That was great. I mean, I don't know. And to your point, like you were saying earlier about all these other bands and like the who, these foreign bands coming over and doing stuff like that. And I think we mentioned this maybe during the podcast with Five Finger or at some point we mentioned about like, I like multilingual or different language bands. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially bands that incorporate their culture, their heritage into yeah. the music. Yeah. The who is one of, great example bloody wood is another amazingly good example of yeah. this and i hope we find more yeah and that's what i was saying like i want more bands to do stuff like this and because i mean those traditional instruments right the drummer that came out and beat the drum like that was amazing to see and so much fun to see yeah yeah i, mean, I agree i I wish we could, I mean, they're only here for a couple more shows, but I wish we could see them again on this tour. But I mean, the way the crowd was acting, their sound is fucking great. Like I said, they're the Indian Lincoln Park in my mind. Yeah, I would I agree. Equate with, yeah. Like when I think of them. So, I mean, I only see them getting bigger. I don't see this slowing down. And oh, I, yeah. And I hope it doesn't slow down. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because same thing. I want to see them more. I want to see... I want to see them on bigger stages, but at the same time, I don't. Because, I mean... Yeah, you like the internet. I'll always setting. think of... Like, if I see them at Soldier's Field someday, right? Soldier Field someday. I'm still going to remember this show. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. this is good. It wasn't as good as Beat Kitchen. Yeah. Like, I know... Oh gosh, I think we were at Ghost, and some guy was going around saying, like, how he had seen... I don't even know what band, but... He had seen them at, like, these small venues, like, before they got big. He, like, talked to the singer and, like, all this stuff. Like, he was just having a conversation. And I was just, like, I mean, we didn't talk to the singer or anything. We could have, probably, if we went to the merch booth. We could have probably talked to either. For a killer's confession? A killer's confession and possibly, I don't know how it was during a killer's confession. Like, if anybody from the band was at their booth. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Because when we went and got a shirt, it was the same guy when we first got there. I didn't know. But, yeah. I mean, I didn't met there, so... Um, but I mean, they did just walk through the crowd to get to the stage and stuff. That's so, I true. Mean, you know, it's, it, it was like, it's not like other bands where it's like, you don't even see the band at all. Like they're just right. coming from the back end or backstage and coming out anyways. Um, but yeah, like if we ever see them at a larger venue, we would be able to say like, 
oh, we always saw them with, like, 150 people. Like, they're playing in front of thousands now, right. but we saw them in such a small venue. So, I mean, and maybe that's a good way to end this, right? This whole chat is, yeah, I I think they're going to go places. I think they're going to be big. I hope they are. I hope they come back. I want to see them again. It's going to be awesome. But we, after the show, we walked out to get my <laughs> damn ice to get uh, my credit card because I left the tab open, right? And we're standing there waiting. And next to me, a couple people were talking. And somebody there said something along the lines of, oh, that was so much fun. I miss bar shows. And, you know, this was our first sort of bar show and small venue show like this. And I think I'm hooked. I not only love the band and the music, the entire experience, the crowd, everything about this. I I want to check out more small shows now like this because it, it was just so much fun and such a blast. I don't know what your thoughts are, but that's sort of where my head is. Comfort level is pretty low with that. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I I did have a lot of fun last night. So I do want to check out a couple more small venues, but I don't know about just going in blind, like maybe trying to find somebody that we know or start listening to some music and then find them coming to Chicago or something. Maybe. But, I mean, all in all, amazing show. Yeah. Amazing show. Yeah. Great night for two bands. I mean, and I don't even know the last time we saw two bands. Right. Like, generally, it's three, four, or more. So, so if you guys are out there and haven't heard of, you know, Bloody Wood or A Killer's Confession, definitely check them out. Definitely worth it. If you get the chance to see them live, 100% do it. Both of them kill. So, I mean, go have some fun. Enjoy enjoy some live music. Yeah, it was great. Cool. Till next time. See ya.